Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to look at this. I want you to look at Numbers 23 and 19. Write this down. Con- um, the promises of God are conditional and based on your response. Write that down. The promises of God are conditional and based on your response. We've been talking about God's promises. So here's what God did. God put his truthful promises together, and within the promise, it has the capacity to produce whatever's in the promise. Okay? So God, remember, remember John, John 1, and the word was God, and the word was with, just, just trust me, the word was God, and the word was with God, and God was with the word in the beginning. I'm paraphrasing. So basically, he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So he's the living word. So the word of God can take supply, and in Revelation chapter 2, he calls it manna, like food. He said the words that I preach, they're they're quick and powerful, sharpening it to a sword. That's Hebrews. What he's saying is this. He's saying the word of God's got power, ability, and anointing to produce. Within the word is the potential of that word to come to pass. Does that make sense? So in the word, when you read it, it's living book. So like when you say, oh, he wants to do this, he can do it. It's in the book. So he put himself, so Jesus basically put himself in the word. So now when you get those promises, you get the person. Is that all right? The Lord said this to me the other day. He said, everything I ever speak to you is connected to a promise I already gave you. I'm connected to every promise I gave you. That's why I only speak to you connected to the promises. You ever been in the middle of a nightmare and God starts talking to you about all this cool stuff and you're like, well, when's this coming to pass? Have you ever prayed and God goes, yep, you're pretty much defeated and going to lose. Might as well pack it in and quit. Has God ever spoken to you like that? No, because he always speaks to you about the promise that tells you this is the way out. Did you get that? You ever go to God and go, oh, my God, I'm so broke. I think I'm going to die here. God's like, yeah, good idea. Just pack it in. You're broke. You ain't going to make it. No, God never speaks to you. God never speaks to you about where you're at. He speaks to you about where the promises are going to take you. So when God speaks to you, he's always talking to you about where the promise is taking you, not where you're standing right now. That's why God looks crazy sometimes. You're in the middle of a nightmare, and God's talking about all this, your almighty man of valor. Remember Gideon at the wine press? Oh, he's scared and hiding. Almighty man of valor. Who are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? It don't make sense in your head. He's not talking to where you're at. He's talking to where you're going. Promises are showing me where you're going, not where you're staying. That's why they're always perpetual in motion. That's why they're always pulling you forward. That's why they're not always easy to receive. Most people quit on the promises because they don't want to fight the fight of faith. So I'd rather live without the promises because once I get the promises, I got to push. So if I don't have promises, my life seems to be easier. But I'll tell you what that person's all about. That person got problems because they, they got no hope. They stop. But when promises, it's like I got a promise, now I got to press. Right? With no press, there's no promise. No promise, no press. So if I get rid of the promise, I get rid of the press. But if you get rid of the promise, now you got nothing going on. And the greatest misconception, I think, in the church is this. Well, you know, if you start believing God and living for God, everything's going to be great. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The minute you start living for God, it was easier to stay lost. Now I'm being serious because you lost. Devil don't care about you. Like, stay lost, stay high, stay stupid. Who cares? He don't care. Now all of a you're like, I think I can live a good life. God's like, yeah, you can. Devil's like, no, you can't. Come on back. No, don't go back. Don't go back. Now let me explain. Somebody's like, well, I ain't that close to going back. It ain't about going back. It's about how, where's your promises? How many of these promises you got? Well, you know what we do sometimes? Well, it don't look like it happened. I mean, it don't look like it happened. You can't walk by what you see. I couldn't get it right last time. Look, if it didn't work, you didn't do something right. Now, that sounds tough, but I don't care. That's the truth. You didn't do something right. Go back and do it again. You know what I'm saying? Just go back and do it again. And sometimes you got the enemy. Don't get me wrong. I ain't sitting here just taking you, putting no blame on you. But, like, I did believe God. No, no, no. You got to believe God forever. 
You can't take faith off that promise even if it don't look like that promise is working. You, you all right with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, how long is this going to take? Ah, you better, you got to cut that language out. What you mean, how long is it going to take? Who cares? You remember, I love 23, Numbers 23, 19. It's my favorite scripture in the Bible. God is not a man that he should lie. He ain't the son of God that needs to repent. Hasn't he not said something? He's the son of man. He ain't going to repent. Should he repent? No. Hath he said it? And shall it not come to pass? Has he not spoken? Shall it not make it good? God don't lie. God is not a man. Men lie. God don't lie. People lie. God don't lie. God ain't lied about nothing. So here's my question. Well, uh, how do I know? Well, here's the thing. Show them that first John 5, 14 and 15. You need to see this. Because it says, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears me. If he knows he hears me, then we know we have the petition that which we ask. Here's the question. Why have you not been asking about the promises? You're not confident in God yet. You're not. Now, let me say, I love you. You're not confident in the system I'm trying to show you today. Is that all right? I'm giving you a brand new, yeah, I'm giving you a brand new system. What do I got to do? All you got to do is believe. It's a brand new system for most people. Most people are like, I don't know what this preacher's talking about. What do you mean promises? You got to go in that book, find your promise, put some, it's Mark chapter four. You see what I'm saying? But, and now let me tell you something about God. It's methodical and it's legal. I don't want to say methodical in a bad way, but it is very legal and it is very, um, on, uh, it's very intentional. So people are like, well, you know, I just roll around with God. Bump that. Get legal. Go to the word. Sit with the word and say, this is a promise that you gave me from heaven, and ain't no way I'm not going to see it in the earth. You see that? There you go now. Now say, well, you know, that's going to take a little work. It's going to take a whole lot of work not to do the work. So you got to have promises. Well, where are they in the book? You see what I'm saying? This is, look, she'll leave it up there. First John 5, 4. This is the confidence we have in him. What's the confidence we have? That if we ask anything. Right there, stop. How many of you, now check up. Everybody locate. Look at me. Look at me. I love you. Smile. Right? Here we go. Ready? How many promises have you been speaking to God? Don't raise your hand. About what he said about your situations. Because if you are not, you're not confident in God doing anything. In that situation. That's okay that we're learning. Everybody say, look at your neighbor, say, we're learning. Look at, look at your other neighbor, say, we're learning. The neighbor, it's the person right or left of you. You can't even follow this instruction. How are you going to follow instruction from heaven? You can't even hear God, see God. Like, I don't know who my neighbor is. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. Follow instruction. I don't like you, Pastor Chris. I don't know if I like you yet. Some of you, I don't know you. I'm just kidding. I'm funny. You got good notes. You write all that down? You preach this to Sam when you go home? You need to start preaching to him. Comes home and say, she's she probably a little fireball for preacher too. Sam, listen to what pastor said today. Now, if I'm telling you right here now, I'd go home. Are you getting what I'm saying or am I, you miss me? This is the confidence we have in him. Well, when you got confidence in God's system, you should have promises on everything. What's the promise say about that? What's the word say? Now, you got to understand something. Where is the power... Hey, where's the power to produce the promise? In the what? In the promise. I'm going to say it again, bro. Where is the power to produce the promise? In the promise. What happens when you put the promise in your mouth? Out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. What happens when you speak the promise out loud with your mouth? You put the promise in your, last time I checked, Mark chapter 4 said, your heart is the garden where God grows stuff. And when you speak it out of your mouth, you put it in your heart. And when you remind God and you speak it, you release what's in you. What starts happening? I'm telling you, it's how it works. You start growing that garden. That garden starts to grow. You know what happens then? When you get squeezed, stuff don't come out of you. It used to come out of you because you got a new garden. See, your garden used to be filled with cussing. Come on now, I'm being real here. Your garden was full with cussing and talking a fool. Mine was, I so bad. Talking goofy. How many used to talk lack? How many used to talk sick? How many used to talk broke? 
Come on, listen, man. I'm helping you. I'm loving you, man. Talking sick, talking broke, cursing. I tell the kids, I said, why you think they call it cursing? Why? Oh, oh, you said the F word or something in school. No, no, no. It, it, you understand. I'm not being graphic. Put it together. What do we call that? Cursing. No, no, no. You don't understand. Them words connected to the cursing is part of the curse. It ain't got nothing to do with the blessing. You think these people in the earth know what they're doing? They're goofballs. You cuss. Where cuss come from the curse? Your cuss just shows me what you're connected to in your mentality. Pastor Chris, are you worried about people cursing? No, it's kind of funny. I love it when they curse around me. It's hilarious. I answer when you're today. Like, oh, Pastor Chris, can you pray about this? Oh, beep. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. I started laughing on the phone. They said the, they said the word. You know the S one? They said it out loud. Like, oh, beep. I was like, whoa, hey, hey, hey. I was like, it's cute. It's funny. Be real. I'd rather you be real and talk the way you talk than you be some phony and try to act like something. Now, God ain't worried about that. Brother Hagin said, I'd rather you, I'd rather you cuss than worry. But you're connecting your mouth to the cuss. Because you ain't open to the blessing yet. And don't, don't, don't pick on people. And stop you people, stop it. Because some of you cussing here, I don't cuss all day long, I don't care less. You got to work with people where they're at. You know what I mean? Don't be like, oh, they said a cuss word. Don't, oh, my God, so sorry. You were saying the same stuff. I curse better than everybody in this building. Ask my mama, she'll tell you. I had to eat, she made me eat lava soap. You know what lava soap? That bar? That, not the green one. There's a red one and a green one. Was it the green one? Yellow? I don't know. That was so, man, you should, man. She put, she put this in your mouth, she said. I said, it's lava soap. Had grit in it and everything. She said, eat it and be quiet. Shut up. Stop cursing. Yeah, I ate it. Poor, oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. She, she, she used lava. She's, she, boy, oh, man, I love you. Didn't work, though. Didn't work. I cussed right after that day. I think I cussed when she gave it to me. This beeping bar, beep, 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 put it in your mouth. Beep, beep. No, you can't get that out of your mouth. You got to get it out of your heart first. Don't worry about the cuss. All right, stay with the blessing, amen? Somebody's like, I cussed on the way to church. God will be in glory. <laughs> Who cussed on the way to church? Raise your hand. That was a test. Oh, he's making him make, don't call him out, man. He made him raise his hand. It's all right. I love you. Was, hey, listen, man. I would cuss too. I would cuss in traffic. I almost cussed in traffic. I cuss all day. Don't worry about it. That was fun. I was just playing. That was cute, though. Yeah, listen, don't worry. They all cussed in here and lied about it. Somebody got high last night. Somebody was drunk as a skunk. Look, bro, we people. Don't worry about all that. God don't care. You know what's funny, dude? God don't care about that. Isn't that crazy? Listen, let me explain something to you. God don't care about all that. I'm not giving you no license to sin. God don't care about all that because he cares more about you than what you were doing. Because I've seen people come in here, shot out, have one touch from heaven, change their life all around. So you might still be battling some stuff, but don't let your battles think you're separated from God. The cuss don't separate you from God. The drug, the, none of that stuff separate you from God. God's long-suffering. People ain't. People want to judge, ooh, you ain't this, ooh, you ain't that. You know why? Because they're not. Let me tell you the greatest man or woman of God to be corrected by is the person who understands correction. They'll never correct you hard because they've been corrected themselves. The person that corrects you hard has never been corrected a day in their life because they remember what it felt like. Yeah, it's true. So it's safe. Don't go there. That's not so promise is. If I'm not confident in speaking them, I probably am not confident in them producing for me. So where are these promises at? Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Within the promise, health, healing, prosperity, is the power to produce. Remember that? I'll go to that one, 2 Peter 1.3, right? 2 Peter 1.3, message Bible. 2 Peter 1, 3, 4. Are you here? So I know you're thinking, and when I say that, I'm like, are you thinking, are you seeing it? So where's the power to produce the promise? Now I want to show you this. Now you ready for this? Ready for this? They're in seed form sometimes more than in full fruit. 
they're in seed form before they're ever in full fruit. So that means within the promise is the seed to produce. He promised you that. He didn't tell you it's full production, all automatic. Now, some things might be, but I don't know. All I can do is work the word. He said, I'll give you the seed in the herb-bearing seed. That's why you need to go to church. That's why church, I don't go to church. I need no church. You need church more than you know. You should be in church every time the building's open and stay late and stay longer. Because you need me to develop the seeds you need to grow. Because you can't wait for healing. You're, I didn't hear nothing about no healing for 30 years. You better put them healing seeds in you now so when coronavirus shows up, you need to tell that thing where to go. I'm telling you right here now, you better understand this. You don't wait to put some money seeds in you for financial hardship shows up. You better have that money seed in you before the harvest comes so you got some fruit to pick off your tree to make sure you can weather through the storm of life. You don't put, you got to put some peace seeds in you now because 20 years from now when it looks like all hell's breaking and you got to have a time of peace, we say what? We say she'll live and not die and she'll what? All the days of her life she'll live here. How are you going to do that? You can't be pulling on no wig trig, trigs or whatever you call them things. You got to have a tree in you. How in the world are you going, I don't know nothing about it. The devil shows up, what you going to do? I bind you in Jesus. And how you going to, you got to have an authority seed you put in you decades before the devil shows up. You know, Jesus was like, funny, they come to Jesus and say, oh, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was weak. Yeah, he was weak in his physical flesh, but he was strong in the promise of God. It is written. He had that seed of the word in him. It is written. It is written. It is written. You ain't going to say it is written when the temptation shows up unless you put that seed in you today. Put that promise in there. Let those, when you get squeezed, promises come out of you. You get pushed, promises come out of you. You get out of doctor said, hey, doc, let me tell you something you don't know. I got a promise 20 years ago. I put in me that I'm the healer of the Lord, and I say so. And then they're all like, well, I don't, you're a little excited. Well, you'd be excited too. Because it took a little work to put these promises in me. Are you getting what I'm saying? How in the world did you get the promise in there? Work. Get it? You're doing good, but you better pull this in. Because I'm telling you, you don't pull that stuff in. You know what happens is people get all messed up with this stuff. Here's the good news. You ready for this? God makes promises, right? And this is going to help a lot of people, so pay attention to this. God makes promises. And when we mess up the promises, we mess up his system. Okay? But here's the thing with God. Just because we break them... God cannot go back on them. That's a really good thing to know because God ain't never going back on a promise even if it starts affecting mankind because he can't lie. So Adam, this isn't good news. You're so sure in these promises. You should just have, you should be walking around and have promises. There. God said, Adam, rule the world. Adam screwed it up. He said, well, I can't go back and fix it. I got to come up with another promise to fix the problem. So every time me and you get off of the obedience to the promise, God shows up with a new one because he can't undo the old one. You see what I'm saying? So you say, well, why not God come down here and fix it? Because that make him a liar. He said, Adam, you ruled the earth. Adam screwed up. He said, okay, now I got to get you Jesus. So I got to get another promise to come because I can't undo what I said because I can't undo what I do because if I didn't do what I did, then I'd be a liar. And if I'm a liar, all this stuff don't work. So you see why? And then people say, why is God, why does God, if God is such a good God, why does bad stuff happen in the earth? This, because of this idiot devil, that's why. God cannot do stuff about the one who is given authority unless the church takes its authority. So we clarify that once and for all? For all the people like, well, if God cares about people, why does he let bad things happen to people? God has never let a bad thing happen to a person in life. He cannot override the authority and just do what he wants to do. Because the devil is crazy and he's got authority on earth. Now, the church has authority over the devil and you need to take your place in that authority. But the earth ain't got no hope. So why do you think these wackadoos are getting crazier and crazy and sick, perverted wackos? I call them wackos. They're wackos. They're in, they're in the government. The government's a bunch of wackos. Perverted wackos. I called you a perverted wacko. Film me. I could care less. You can't touch me. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm going to call fire out of the sky. They try to come get me. You're going to see Elijah show up. I will call fire out of the sky. I don't care who gets burned up. And I think God's going to like it. This is nuts. 
perverted wackos. And then, and listen, I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to pick for a little bit because the morning service, I was nice. These perverted wackos are crazy. Don't go making this about nothing else besides what it is. This is light and darkness. Wake up. You know what I'm saying? This is good and evil. This ain't got nothing to do with all this other stuff. Wake up. Try to come and get you. You can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say this. You can't. Tell me that. Yeah, right. Watch this. You're going to get a fight. I don't really care. I'll repent. I know how to repent. Stop buying a lie, and you better stand up for something. You're going to get bullied if you open your mouth. You can't speak the truth. You start talking to people about Jesus, you're going to get in trouble. Stop sleeping about Jesus. You know, how stupid is this? They tell you, oh, you can't go nowhere and talk about Jesus. People are like this now. Can't talk about the Lord at work. You know, people, some of you got to live with this. It's like, good, we'll go to lunch. Have a lunch ministry. Buy somebody lunch. Go get them a happy meal and tell them about Jesus. Not being serious. You got to be resourceful, but yeah, there's ways around all this stuff and still keep yourself under authority. Don't get into all this. But you know what I'm saying? Crazy nuts, and then they want you to sign off on it like it's okay. Goofballs. Oh, it's okay. Shut it. It's not okay. And then like, you hate people. How dumb is that? We hate people because we stand up for morality. Tell me that ain't nuts. Ain't it nuts? Isn't that crazy? And then you parents are trying, you parents are thinking what I'm thinking. And my kid asked me a question. They heard all this nonsense going on, the little ones. You know, they're like, I, I got to explain this. It's embarrassing. You know, it's, it's embarrassing to explain a godless country in areas. Now, let me tell you about America. America's great. And if you don't like it, leave. All these idiots go screaming, I don't like it. I don't like this. Get up and go. You ain't been nowhere, stupid. Shut your mouth. I watched a guy walking around with a hat on, fought in a war, fought in a World War II, older man walking around. I said, man, these guys, man, I was talking to somebody about, can you imagine storming the beach in Normandy knowing you're going to die? Knowing you the first couple ways, you ain't got nothing but death. We're uneducated and we're dumb. We need to start educating people. And these young people need to be educated by some truth. You been anywhere? You ain't been nowhere. I've been in 30 different places around the world, probably more. I went to Nicaragua in, the, in 2000. They said the Sandinistas were here. We were communists. I said, what the heck is a communist country now? He said, yeah, they didn't, we didn't do nothing. We couldn't do stuff. I said, not now. He said, two years ago, I was a Sandinista. I said, you're the preacher of the church. He said, I got saved. He said, we're communism. Couldn't do this, couldn't do that, couldn't use the phone. Couldn't use the phone. You had to tap the phone. You couldn't use the phone. Didn't have nothing. I went to South Africa when Nelson Mandela was still in prison. I went there and I seen apartheid. You don't even know what apartheid is. Be quiet. What you know about anything? I went there and watched a man's cause rotted into prison for a cause that a country should have listened to. Gave his life up to keep people free. Got a bunch of nitwits running around America trying to talk about stuff they don't know nothing about. And the church like clapping like a bunch of morons. Better cut it out. Listen to the man's cause. I sat there. He walked out on the parliament steps. I sat there. I went by Robbins Island, looked through the window. I went through the day. I seen Pulson Prison. You even know what I'm talking about, America? They don't know nothing. Uneducated, unlearned, and ignorant, and they know everything. Because social media told them something. And social media, that's about as stupid as it comes. Let me get it all out one shot. I said, what did you do the day you showed up? He said, we went to the parliament building. We thought this country was going to be ripped apart because of racism. And Nelson Mandela stood up on the parliament stands and said this. There will be peace in South Africa. After he rotted in prison. He said, there'll be peace in this country. And changed the climate. And tried to do the best he can with what he had. And I know there's more details to everything, but here's what I'm telling you, man. People making a real cause about real stuff, about real people, about real things, and we running around here, supposed to be the church. And we look like a bunch of the world, if I ever seen it all day long. I love everybody, but I'm not going to love lawlessness. I love everybody, but you compromise me out of this word of God, you're crazy. Running around screaming and yelling, and I'm not politician, so calm down. Because they ain't going to let me run for nothing. You know, that's the truth. So you understand what I'm saying? Don't get on this bandwagon. Line up with the word of God and start saying what the word says. You understand what the word says? 
How are you going to get around? I gave you the series on honoring people and be honorable and be right. Honoring people's call, honor and listen to people and learn. But here's my biggest thing. This is crazy. Now we're slipping into depths of perversion we've ever even seen before in our life. And now everybody, gonna, everybody say, oh, let's, that's what happens. They try, to, they try to cause all these explosions in one area and they try to slip all this crazy lawlessness everywhere else. You better wake up. And sit in there and you better pray and you better stay on your ground and don't be some compromising little Christian little baby. Because if I say what I believe, everybody's going to get mad. You know what's funny about people? Let me tell you something about people. People that want to control you, when you just, let's just be open and talk. You can't talk to nobody and be open. Because they, oh, if my words are not coming out of your mouth, nobody wants to talk to you. You know what I'm saying. Keep your opinion to yourself a little bit, and when you got to stand, stand. And when they really make you make a push, you push for the truth. You know what I'm saying? But it's what I'm saying, man. Run around, like, and they, ain't nobody got no facts on nothing. They want to run around and scream about something. Come on, man. You know what? We're more, we, we could care less about stuff that's morality and care more about all this other nonsense. Not you guys, but sometimes it's good the atmosphere knows we're not going to tolerate this. Does that make sense? I ain't tolerating this nonsense. Pastor Chris, you can't preach in the name of Jesus. You're going to have a fight you ain't ever been strapped up for, bro. Pastor Chris, you can't say that. I say what I want to say when I want to say it. Last time I checked, I got freedom of speech. Who are you to tell me what I'm going to say? This is what I'm saying. Well, you can say what you want to say. Everybody else can say what they want to say. But you start talking about the Lord and morality and God, you guys got to be quiet. You guys got to be quiet. You got to be quiet. One nation under God. Understand that? We still under God. I don't care what under God they don't look like in the White House, in this house, the outhouse, the back house. I don't care about none of the house. Under God. You know what I'm saying? And keep yourself in the blessing. Because once you online yourself with the blessing, you're part of the curse. I want to I speak my mind. I'm, that's too scary. Or you getting it? Because I know you're all feeling it. I've been, every week I come in the atmosphere, I got to hit it. Like, where are we at? You know where you're at. I'm going to tell you right now, what you're feeling is true. How in the world could these people do? It's okay. God Almighty. You don't, look, let me tell you now, I'm done. You don't even need to have Jesus to know that's wrong. Did you hear me? I don't even need Jesus. I, thank God I got him. But I could have been lost. And if you showed me that, I'd be like, I'll be eating lava soap. Let's just put it like that. A whole bar. Maybe the whole six pack. I just start eating it. Somebody need to make me a lava cake that I could eat. <laughs> I just start eating it like a Hershey's. <laughs> okay, let's go back to preaching. That felt good though, didn't it? Does it feel good? You think they're watching us? They probably are. I hope so. Make sure I get my good side. When's the next election? 2024? 2024, running for, yeah, you. Come on. No, you know what I'm saying? You're right, guys. What you're feeling is right. That's why I just, I want to reaffirm you that you're right. You're not wrong with what you're feeling. And it's, it's a part of your heart where you know, like, we ain't backing up. Sometimes, sometimes people say, well, you know, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that? If I start talking about everything, we'll be here all day. This, you didn't come here for that. You come here for the word of God. But this is what I'm trying to tell you here. You see this thing? I got promises that, that, that said this, this is my inheritance. You standing your ground or you're just giving up your promises? You better stand your ground. That's what I'm saying. You got, you got promises from heaven about what you can have in the earth and the church over here trying to hide. Ain't no hiding for you. Take your promises, stand there, declare, and decree a thing. You could turn America around. Your mouth. You stand there like a prophet and prophesy. Glory to God. You can get that. Look, when God makes promises and we mess it up, he gives us new promises we can walk in. Here you go, ready? So here's my question. Are you connected to God's promises? Look at 2 Corinthians one twenty in the Message Bible. Are you connected to God's promises? You got some promises about what you're believing? You got some promises about stuff? Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. Woo! You see that? Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. Amen? Amen? In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen. God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. Ain't that good? 
God's promises were what? Whatever God has promised gets what? Stamped with the yes of Jesus. So you see what I'm saying here? So Jesus, Jesus got these promises from God. And when those promises showed up, Jesus said yes and amen. He was the fulfillment of the promise. Remember we preached that thing in Galatians? And I told you, as in the seed, as in many, the one seed, the Christ, that's that one promise. He was the promise fulfiller, amen? When he went to the cross, he gave you the Holy Ghost. He gave you the capacity to produce every promise. You put it in your heart, you speak it with your mouth. You put it in your ear, you put it in your eye, and you speak it with your eye. He's creating the promises of God. The power is in the That's what 2 Corinthians said, right? That's what 2 Peter said. He said, a divine partaker of a divine nature from the promises of God, these are exceeding great and precious promises. Go there, let's go there. Let's go there. 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter, it's 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4 in the message. Reading the message is so good. I gave I gave PL her second part of her series. Everything that what? Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been what? Miraculous given. Do you have a God-pleasing life? Write that down. You know, we asked, we asked that, right? We asked that. We said, oh, you got a God-listening heart? Remember we talked about that? You know, is your heart listening? Hey, you got a God-pleasing life? You got a God-pleasing life? Then you got promises. If we're pleasing, because it's faith. Faith is the only thing that pleases God, Hebrews eleven six. 6. Everything that goes in the life of pleasing God has been given miraculously. You see that? So, so who's pleasing God? Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously get everything. Well, where, where's your promises? By getting to know personally and intimately the one who what invited us to God, and we're and we're and we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying these promises. The best invitation we've ever received. We are also given absolute terrific promises. My God, <laughs> absolute terrific promise to pass on to you. Your tickets, I was like, two tickets to paradise, baby. Come on. All right. Your tickets to what? To pitch it. <laughs> I can't say it. I was thinking Eddie Money. I swear to God, I just seen Eddie Money in my head. I got two tickets to paradise. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Two tickets to participation. You didn't see that when I said it? Didn't you see Eddie Money in your head? You didn't? You know, who knows who Eddie Money is? Four people. Everybody under 20 is looking at me like, oh, is that on Tetris? Is that TikTok? No, it's not. I don't even know. TikTok, Tetris, what do you call that thing? TikTok. They say get off it. It's bad. I don't know. Is it bad? It's bad. Dennis told me it's bad. Get off. No. <laughs> no. The kids got to get off it. You got to get something new or something. They're, they're, everybody's got your information. The best information, everybody's got your information. Watch. Your tickets to participation in life in the life of God after you turn your back on what? The jacked up world, corrupted by lust. See that? So what? how do you get this? Hey, how do you get, can you go back? Go back, let them see it. They missed it. How do you get this ticket? It is a ticket to paradise if you think about it. Maybe Eddie had a revelation or something out of the word of God. I'm being serious. Look, your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turn your back on this stuff. The best invitation ever received was given what? By promises. You see it? I'm just saying, you go get that promise and you hold on to it. It's your ticket. How do I? Hey, it's like saying this. Where's your title? I got the title right here. My promise is my title to the, what I own. You got a deed to your house? Got paperwork for your car? I got the paperwork. See, it's the promise that takes me. See, promises, write this down. Promises, promises of God take me from where I am into my future. The only way for, to get from where you are into your next season of life is a promise in your mouth. You see it? The only way to get from where you are to where you want to be. So if I'm here, the only way I could change my now is get a divine promise. You understand that? You see what I'm saying? So I get a promise about what? Something else. You can't change your life. How many are you tired of living the same life over and over and over and over and over and over? It's a law. But when you get a promise, it creates brand new DNA. Because what it says, what does it say in the King James? It says, exceeding great and precious promises, by these you might be a partaker of the nature of God. 
You see that? How do I become a new creature nature? I get new promises. The DNA in the promise changes the DNA of who I am. Did you get that? You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Because there's DNA. You know what I mean by DNA? God's, God's, God, God put his faith in the promise. Did you get that? God put his faith in the promise, and his faith can change you. God put his life in the promise. The words I speak, their spirit and their life. So when you get the promise, you're releasing the faith and the life of God into you. The more you speak it and put it in you, the more it becomes oil. And be not conformed, but be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. Be metamorphosed. Be what? Be changed by a different DNA. Does that make sense? Do you see it? Take the promise. Put the promise in. How do I get it in? Eyes and ears, baby. Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. Meditate. Eyes and ears. Greater is he that's in me. Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. How, mo- how long do I got to? Eyes and ears. Till it comes out of you. Till it comes out of you. Your mouth is telling you what you believe. Till it comes out of you. But the doctor said, till it comes out of you. Till it comes out of you. Pastor Chris, you're such a pain. Till it comes out of you. Till it comes out of you. Leave me alone. Well, I'm going to read something to you, man. I'm going to read it. It's scary. But I'm going to read it. I have fun with you guys. You know that, right? Yeah, I don't want to do life for nobody else. I told him this. I mean, other people could come. But I like my crew. That's why I told him at 9 o'clock. Like, we're all going up. You cannot be connected to this place and not. Listen, if you're not going up, I'm going to tell you what. I don't even want to tell you how good we're going. We're going up, man. And you're all going up too. And when it hits you, laugh about it. It might not look like it right now, but it's hitting some of you. And trust me, it's going to hit all of you because we got no limitation. Because we're, we're off the rail. Like, it might look like, oh, my God, I'm in the eye of the storm. Just sit tight. We are busting out of this thing. I'm telling you, man. It's like, it's like almost like it's scary. It's like I don't even want to share sometimes with other pastor buddies of mine. Like, hey, oh, my God, how's it going? I'm like, uh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> because what? We're busting out, man. We're in a different dimension. We're, not, we're out of this thing. We're out of this thing. People are just living in what they're seeing. We're six, I told them in staff meeting the other day. I said, I'm in April. What do you mean? I said, I'm in, sp- I'm, I'm in the spring of 2021 in my mentality. But it's September. Yeah, no, I'm gone. I left this dimension. I'm ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's how you got to live. Everybody's living in now. I already went through now. I'm on the other side of now. That's why I can't. You know why God does that to most of you? So you don't rattle in the tension of now. You ever notice all the people flipping out? They're not seasoned. Because they live in they live, they live in what's happening now. When you get processed through what's happening now and you come out later, now it doesn't even affect you. Because they're like, oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> How can you be there? I went through that. How'd you do that? I don't know. God just figures it out. So that's why when you go to look to me to like be like, hey, light, if I was messed up and not strong, I'd make you waffle. You never waffle with me. I'm not going to let you outgrow me. No way. So when you come, I'm going to be like, it's going to be all right. So I'm going to be strong. And you're going to be strong in the moments where you feel weak because I'm not going to let you be weak. So I'm going to give you the stuff you need to make it. Look what you made it through. You shouldn't be here. But you're going to make it. And she's going to make it. You understand what I'm saying? I've been praying for you, the family. You know what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your family. The kid. They went through a bad car accident, but they're going to be all right. Okay? I'm serious. Total restoration and recovery. Out of state. So you know what I'm talking about. I pray for the whole family. I got that thing. I got it last week when we got it. They're praying about it. Miss Kathy's praying about it. The whole church praying for it. Whole family. Because the devil's crazy. Okay? So, wait. You got, oh, let me give you this one. Uh, okay, write these two things. We got to go. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Where's my man? Come on, brother Lynn. You're so smooth. That's a smooth dude, ain't he? But the lamb be like, you know, he like, I don't want, I don't want to let you know, but he got some records in there. You ever see his record collection? He got a collection now. He's got it going on. 
Amen. You can believe what God said, but only when you act upon what God said will you see his promise come to pass. You can believe. You can believe what God said, but only when you act upon what God said will you see his promise come to pass. Did you get that? Yeah, we need, we need, we need, hey, all you musicians need to come help. I just caught that. You understand what I just said? If you can play something, we need you. It's Tuesday night. It's a couple hours. Why don't you come help these guys? It ain't that bad. What's a couple hours? Tuesday night. What is it? Tuesday, two hours? Two? 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 Two, three? If you can play something. Now, don't come up in here and tell me you played a kazoo. Pastor Chris said I could join a team. Like, don't, not like you think you can play. Like, your mama told you you're good at the violin. Not that. But you got like, you know, you're like, I could play. I could play. I could play the drums, help Brother Sam. He's been working a lot. You know, I can play. We're a team. And I'm going to tell you right here now, I'm going to give these guys credit, and I'm going to give you my sermon. A lot of times you get into music, it's the biggest drama in the whole church. It's true. Everybody wanted to sing a solo. Everybody, that, they don't have none of that going on. I'm, I'm telling you what, this guy's heart is all over it. Lauren's heart, PL. They just want to be a team. You might not be great. They can use you, but if you could play, God knows you don't want me playing nothing and singing nothing. You know what I mean? But I did not say you could play, because right away, Pastor Chris said I could play. Pastor Chris didn't say nothing. Pastor Chris said, come, and, and what do you call that? Not even try. What do you call that? Audition. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Musicians know. You're probably a musician in song. Audition. You have to go through an audition. You know what I'm saying? An instrumental audition. Show up with like a cello or something. <laughs> My mama told me I'm good at it, you know. All right, water boy, just chill out, okay? Just, you knew it was coming out sooner or later. <laughs> I'm having fun today because y'all are going to go outside, see clouds, and shut down anyway. Ready? Here's my, here's my thing I want to give you. I want to read this to you, okay? This is what I'm leaving you with. I'm done. The moment you no longer live with expectation of God's promises, you have resigned yourself to disappointment. That's true. That was good, man. I'm going to say again. The moment you no longer live with expectation of God's promises, you've resigned yourself to disappointment. So once you stop saying, I ain't going after these promises no more, the only road you're on is disappointment because nothing can change. Guys, I promise you this. I know sometimes fighting the fight of faith ain't easy and hanging on to these promises isn't easy. But, man, if you don't have these promises, you ain't got no hope. So here we go. We're either going to push for them and go get them. But I know what happens, and I want you to feel this in my heart. I'm telling you, I understand. Man, it's hard sometimes pushing promise after promise after promise. It doesn't look like we get a break. But I promise you this. I'm telling you the truth. It's worth it. Because, um, you know, one of the things I told these guys, and Sean, you're going to laugh. Sean's going to laugh. I just, the Lord really, really quickened me and when I was in this series. And he said, I've come through on a lot of stuff. So it was funny. I was thinking about, God was like, he told me this. He said, Remember when we started praying? So we went to the Miracle Center. I get these hot ideas every once in a while. I'm like, I think we should have church prayer. So when you're going to pray in church, everybody goes to work. We're showing up. He would come get me. Six o'clock in the morning, we'd drive down to Miracle Center, and we'd go pray. And we had corporate prayer. Remember that? Miss Linda, I remember. And it, the first week we decided to do this, it's like 13 degrees in Florida. Never been. It snowed. Remember the one morning you brought me home? I seen flurries coming out the sky. I go, only us. All right, so we're in this building blowing smoke rings because there ain't no heat in that building down there. And I'm going, oh my God. And you know, started off with like 25 people, and then it was like me, you, and Bob. And then, you know, me, you, and Bob, and a homeless dude. Me, you, you know, Bobby was there, and Bobby had that goofy jacket on with a, he's hanging in there, and we're freezing in there. And I'm like, all right, God, I'm just gonna listen. And we went in there, we prayed in the Holy Ghost, and we just prayed. And it was, it was getting taxing and long and, it wasn't always a joy, and we did it. And you know what's crazy? And Sean, you're going to laugh about this. The Lord goes, and what did I do? I said, you did what we said. Houses we didn't build. Businesses we didn't even dream about. Land you didn't pay for. Wells you didn't dig. That's what we were confessing. We confess it to this day. He said, I did it. I did what I told you. But you had to be committed to do it, even though it was waiting for you. We're walking in it today. 
15 years later, you're walking in it. And let me tell you something about 15. That little, that little, I'm, I'm, I'm the, that little joker, my little boy over there, he ain't even a little little no more. My little boy, he going to be 15 Tuesday, you know? And I'm, I'm plugging him a little bit, but I said, I remember the day we brought you home, bro. The other day, he's picking me up in the house. I said, I used to carry you. He's carrying me around like I'm a rag doll. I said, put me down. You're going to hurt me. He picked me up and carried me around. Dad, I'm going to wait till I learn to wrestle. I'm going to wrestle you. I said, oh, my God, stay away from me. He's going to get me, man. I said, I remember carrying you home in that little carrier. And this one, man, 15 years. Blink. That's when we started. You guys know what I'm saying. Time, time this way looks like it's taking long. Time this way is flying. Time ahead of me looks like it's taking forever. Time behind me is a vapor. He's come through on every day. Start, just what I'm saying. If you don't have these promises, all you've got is disappointment. Put some promises. Start. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. Write this down. It'll help some of my guys that take notes. Start the process. Start the process of standing on his promises. Start to find a promise for everything and stand there and stay. And I'm going to tell you what he's going to do. He'll work it out. I don't know how he's going to do it. Don't worry about it. He's going to do it. I don't care. Everybody's qualified because Jesus said he can do it for you. And then, well, my, you know, nah, the promises of God are yes and amen. Come on. Amen. You got them? Stand up on your feet. I love you. And I want to tell you guys something. Some of you have been, some of you, some of you, you notice it. I really feel this unction today. God has asked you to, God has asked you in levels of, of, of life to be really wildly obedient to some things he's spoken to you. You know what I'm saying? This ain't easy, man. Do you need to hear this sometimes? Because like sometimes guys are like, God, I'll do it. And God's spoken. It's not just anything you have to do sometimes. But it's something you have to commit your heart to that's not easy. Man, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, God, you really want my, everything we do. You know what I thought of? This is what I thought of. Sean, you're going to laugh, man, because I, I was thinking about those car rides going down there and praying. What if, what if we would have said, what if we just, uh, this is all of us together, guys. Stay here. You guys are all part of it. You new people that are here for the first time, you're part of it too. What if we would have said, this is nuts. We're in this little tiny church. Come on. Does it really matter that we really push? Do we really got to pray? Can't we just be us five and no more? We could just relax, take it easy. What if, we, what if we didn't push? What if we didn't hang on to a promise of something God said? I could tell you the things God told me. I was there. I sat there. I was praying one morning and I said, God, I'll do this. God said this to me. He said, Solomon was told not, he said, David was never told to build my temple. But Solomon was because David was a man of war. But Solomon will build my house. I told God, I said, God, I'll build you whatever you want. He said, if I never tell you to build it, if you build it, you don't get a reward for it. I said, prove it. He showed me in the word. I said, okay, I'll only build what you tell me to build. Those were in those prayer times. I said, and then we got here. And now we're getting even more. Now, we're, now we, got, we got here. We're going to be helping more with Doc and doing this stuff and expanding. There's going to be churches we're going to start over. Some of you guys, let me tell you right now, this ministry has been apostolic from the minute I started it. PL was there. I knew it. I never knew. We learned gifts of the spirit. I sat there. I watched Brother Hagin talk about the book. I go, wow, that's definitely where we're going. You're not calling yourself something that you're not, but I didn't recognize the fruit early. I didn't even believe in me. And you better believe in you now. And you young people better pay attention. You better believe in you today because nobody believes in you in the beginning. Your mama will, your daddy will, but you know what I'm saying? Nobody in the world will. You got to believe in you and train like you're a champ today. You got to choose to be chosen when nobody else sees gifts in your life. You got to follow plans and when nobody else has the script. You got to. You got to. And I remember I was like, man, so there's going to be a, a, there's an anointing on here to release you in this stuff. We're going to start churches all over the world. I just got to, I just got to, I just got to sit in the timing of it. And some of you are going to go. Because some of you are not staying with me forever. I'm going to release you to go. Not now. There'll be a day. I hear people say, oh, I want to stay forever. I'm not going to let you. I'm going to let you go do what God's called you to do. They'll come. They'll come from the north, south, east, west. People will come from all over the world. You'll see. Watch. It's just part of the plan. But here's what I want you to see. We, what if we would have just, ah, you know what? It's too hard, this promise. Forget it. What would we be missing today? And guys, I want to tell you something. Some of the stuff you did wasn't just for you and your family. It was for other people, and God's going to reward you for that. 
you're going to go to heaven, man. They're going to be clapping, bro. I'm telling you, Mark, I tell Pastor Liz this every time we go somewhere in the nation. I say, you're going to see people one day when you enter in the gates of heaven say, thanks for coming. And you're going to say, who in the world are these people? They were the people. They were the people. You will be, you're going to see it too. You didn't even go, but you sent. I'm telling you, you think God's not a kingdom guy? God remembers everything. I'm telling you, listen to me, everything you do, it might be part of your reward. You know what? You might, you might literally come to the earth and affect the earth and not, not see what you maybe think you need to see in the earth. Don't you worry about it. We get to heaven, we're going to be shocked. And you ain't spending eternity in this place. You're spending eternity in heaven. And the obedience in the earth is determined what you get in heaven. This is just a test, man. This is just a test. That's all it is. Lay it up and leave it. But I know some of you, God has asked you some stuff to stand in the gap and pray, to make some self-sacrifice in giving, doing things you do of yourself, not just finance, but you give of yourself. I got a scripture. It's connected to the promise of God. God said he'll never forget your work and labor of love. Nothing you do for the kingdom of God goes unrecognized by God. People may never see it. God sees all of it. He'll reward you. And I promise you this. There'll be a day when you don't see, don't be mocked. God will not be mocked. Don't you be deceived. Whatsoever you do, you're going to reap. Stay in that mindset, man. I might be laying up for generations to come, but I'm going to be obedient in the now. And if he tells you to do so, and I told the morning guys this. Whatever God tells you to do, do it instantly and obediently. Set it up, prepare it, do it. Keep, he speaks to you, stop what you're doing. Write it down. Leave a notepad on the side of the bed. He starts talking, stop what you're doing in the earth. Stop quick, immediately, quickly. Listen, hear, follow the instruction. As days and times start getting more pressurized in the earth, your obedience is going to be critical. To hear, to obey, and to follow. You're doing great. Smile, you're doing great. But here's the thing I'm saying. There's some promises waiting on you to get them. You know, the Bible says there's a more sure word of prophecy. Remember I said that? During this book, you got to go get them. All right? Lift your hands to heaven. You did great this morning. Father, I just thank you for your taking them and what you're doing with them. I know, Lord, you can lead them and you can guide them and you can help them. God, they're the best. God, lead them and help them and let them see every promise you've ever given be fulfilled. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Wednesday night we're online officially Sunday morning 9 10 30 I'm gonna see you. if oh, if you're bringing your offering the back corner right there the buckets waiting for you God bless you we love you you guys are dismissed we'll see you soon don't forget tonight you can watch Chris on TV we got a great show for you amen six o'clock love you bye-bye thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor Chris if you are interested in learning more about relevant church we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.